I'm Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps Podcast. In this episode, host Casey Seymour of Moving Iron LLC and Aaron Fintel talk about the used combine markets and how some big moves recently have them predicting the market could be about to heat up. Over the past seven years, combines have been an expensive piece of equipment to trade. Market conditions have made it tough to trade up, and many have elected to continue to run what they have and fix it as needed. In many cases, the last time a combine upgrade took place was in 2013. This was also the last time on-farm income was high and tax regulations also promoted upgrading. The combine market has struggled ever since, but Casey thinks that Sleeping Giant is starting to wake up. Before we head over to Casey, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Premiums by Basic Software, for making this series possible. Are you tired of not having the ability to access your business outside of the office? Premiums by Basic Software Systems is a web-based responsive software that puts your business in your hands with full access from anywhere, anytime. No limited apps and no other connections required, just internet access. Wouldn't you love to see the data you want with one simple click or tap? With Premiums, customize your views to show exactly what you want to see when you want to see it, and the system's multiple layers of data allow you to go deeper with your information. Premus truly is your business system in your pocket. To learn more, visit www.basic-software.com slash Premus. If this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or TuneIn Radio. By subscribing, you're alerted when each new episode is released. Okay, let's get things going. Here's Casey and Aaron discussing the data surrounding the used combine market. I've got Aaron Fentel with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the combine market. So we've both made some uh, predictions, I guess, best way to put that, some threw out some numbers there based on what we've seen happening in the uh, combine market. The last couple of months have seen some big moves in the combine market, and I think there is some information that we're going to share here that could show that the uh, used combine market is, I think, set to take off in, in one direction or the other sharply, right? We've had couple data points come up that we're going to share that's going to show either we're going to take off and run um, and really start depleting that inventory or we are setting up a building uh, of used equipment of used combines um, and going so first and foremost got to bring in the man the myth the legend the one and only Aaron Fennell how are you sir sup yeah that's all right. that's <laughs> good all right. man how are you doing all right man so we got this uh recording this uh on Memorial Day weekend, getting ready for all the festivities there. So want to give a shout out to all of the veterans out there and all, more importantly, all the folks that gave um, the ultimate prize for freedom. And uh, my hat's off to you and my thoughts Absolutely. and my prayers. So thanks for everything that everyone's doing out there uh, on the military front. So thank you very much for what you're doing. Um, that is one of those things that you can't really ignore, right? Once you start kind of putting it out there and you doing the math and you're building the spreadsheet and you're making the making the uh, graph and those kind of things what you thought was happening maybe not always true right right so once a month we sit down we talk about what's going on in the market as far as we see what's on the internet listings and those kind of things so i think that we we've done a good job of presenting that but we never actually on the combine front and tractors and those kind of things, which we're going to start doing more of, we haven't really put that actually out to, on a graph and, and really graphed that out to see what that looks like. So doing so, Aaron and I both saw a couple things there that kind of stood out to me and kind of shocked us a little bit, I would say, right? So obviously, when you look back, so today we're talking strictly combines, nothing else. Now, we're not going to talk about tractors or anything like that, but just straight up combines. So 
There's no doubt about it that that's a shocker. And then a shocker. Yeah, we really do that. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that we do, we have talked talked about quite a bit, is that how in March and April, both, no matter what it was, there was a lot of volatility and a lot of things have had taken off and, and really really grown. Either either a lot have come off or a lot have been taken put back on the marketplace. Right. So one of the things that that we did here is I, I graphed out. The hour ranges, so here are the hour ranges that we're going to look at for combine. Zero to 300, 301 to 500, 501 to 1,000, 1,001 to 1,500, 1,501 to 2,000, 2,001 to 2,500, 2,501 to 3,000, 3,001 to 3,500, and 3,501 to 4,000, and anything over 4,000 hours, right? So those are the hours that we track and what how many machines are in that segment. And that's engine hours. Those are engine hours, yeah, very important. Very important to understand. Okay, so I went back to September of 20, and I charted this out all the way through um, April of this year. So that's the most current data that we've had. So, Aaron, when I showed you this graph, before I even brought it to your attention, like in your mind, what did you think would be all by far and away the most volatile, everyone wants one, we're selling the hell out of these hour range of combine. Probably in that sub sub five hundred sub. Right. And I'm saying So like, if yeah. you're sub five hundred sub, you're you know yeah. you're in the the three the three to five engine. Yeah. Just because since we're talking engine mm-hmm. You're the, talking somewhere between two hundred and three hundred separator hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've been exactly the same way. And the reason that I thought that is because every auction that we have watched up to this point, all the combines that are on there that were that have sold that had less than three hundred separator hours on them, even less than four hundred separator hours, brought huge ridiculous money. Right. Right. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, man, there's they're starting to see this flow of of late model, low houred combines to come on the marketplace, and lo and behold, since September. If you take a look at this graph I've got, and if you take a look at the 300-hour range machines since September, there's not been one giant spike up or down. Not at all. It's been fairly flat, right? Um, in October through November into December, there was a bit of a dip there um, where a bunch of machines came off. There were a lot of auctions in that time frame, so that makes a lot of sense. But by December, uh, we had re- Kind of right back up to actually above where the October number was. January dipped down a little bit, but in February gained them all back. March kind of went up a little bit, and there's a slight peak down into into April. But you know what's funny about that? Okay, so you look at your high and low numbers, mm-hmm. you know, your, your peak and valley there on the zero to three. Mm-hmm. Of course... That's where your volatilities, because look, October, yeah. September to October is completely flat, flat too, yeah. just like the other side. Yep. That's not a custom machine ever. No, it's not. That's just a, That's a and, and a, either they have three of them with those hours, right. or it's a medium to smaller sized farm right. that has 300 or less engine hours. Right. Yep. That's when they do their combine right. after harvest. Yep. That's why they show up. And leave yep. at that time, right? Yep. Now, as we you'll we can totally see the deadest period on here, which is first of the year to now, mm-hmm. will be completely opposite once you get into that 
five to a thousand. Yeah. Cause that's where all them custom machines are at. Yep. And that's January to March. January to March. Every day in one. Right. Yep. So th- that market to me, I mean, I really thought that, cause you got to remember the price of corn shot up in, at, on that January report, right? Price of corn shot way up in January and, the the number the supply started to climb a little bit and it's kind of come off a little bit so but also that being said that's when new deliveries are starting to land right that January February March time frame you get a lot more machines start to land in so you would expect to see things come up a, a little bit more than what you had but no the we really start to kind of see some real action is in that three hundred and one to five hundred engine hour which would be that. 200 to 400 separator hour uh, combine. Right. And that is when you start seeing the volatility really start to kick in, right? So if you go back and, and, you, and you're and you mirroring what happens in from September, October, um, you're, you see a downward decline. You see a sharp decline in November again. A lot of machines got sold at auction in November. It spikes back up in December to basically where it was in, in September time frame. You see it then it starts to knock back off. So December to January, corn corn starts shooting up. A lot of guys are either doing one they're doing one of two things, right? So on this chart, when the the number is positive, right? That means that the month over month you had a decline. When the when it's negative, right? Month over month you had an increase. December, you took a bunch of machines off, obviously, right? From November to December, you took a lot of machines off, a lot of auctions, no doubt about that. January, from December to January, you put a bunch of machines back on. December, you know, January, you start to see that delivery of machines. But the really odd thing about this is from January to February to March, we took a lot of machines off of the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Every month was was bigger than the month before, right? So January to February, more machines came off. February to March, even more machines came off. And then from March to April, we put a bunch of machines back on the marketplace, almost to the point where we pretty much gave back plus some to the January number. The yeah, January, yeah. you know what I mean? So there's more combines on the market now. Um, now I want to say there's not there's not more combines on the market now, but there is basically for every machine that we put on and that we took off in March, we put them we put them back in in April. Right. Right. So kind of we kind of had a wash there. So uh, of sorts. That same pattern, the exact same pattern, but it gets more volatile, right? Crazy volatile. When you go for up to that. This is the highest volatility on the graph by far. Yeah. So when you get to that 501 to 1,000 um, engine hours, which would be your 400 to 700 hour combine, right? Separator combine. Yep. So in that range. The volatility on this, this graph at this point is, it's the highest that we have, and it is... Um, this this is the one that I have kind of I don't know if I want to have to say I have concern about, but this shows you where everybody wants to buy and everybody wants to trade in, right? So you go back to September. September to October is pretty flat. wasn't much of a change there. Again, that November auction period, you know, we saw a bunch come off, put a bunch back on. Um, I'm sorry, we put a bunch on in November. That's negative, right? Right. Put a bunch on in November. They took a bunch off in December, right? Because November, December, obviously, we saw a big auction spike. We took another, um, we added a bunch of January, which you would expect, new combines, newer combines hitting, right? So that's going to happen. So from January to March, though, we're talking like 300 machines. Yeah, it it looks like there was none. They all sold. Right. But for everything that we gained from 
taking off from January to March, we gave back plus some in April. Okay. So it did it in half. Yeah. If you look at look at the climb, mm -hmm. the descent is in half the time. Literally yeah. half the time. Right. Yeah. If you had a protractor <laughs> and a compass. Right. And you want to and make you, a circle. And you put your laptop yeah. lid or screen down. Yeah. You could probably find out exactly what angle that is. Yeah. And it would be less than That's definitely nine. not an obtuse triangle. It's very acute. Right? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's acute as a button. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then the rest of every, all the rest of these all mirror that exact same pattern. Exactly almost to the almost to the graph line. I mean there's 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 nothing here that's that shows that there's not I mean from a trend line perspective, I mean I tell you what, there is a bunch of machines that got taken off between February and March, um, and a bunch of machines that got put back on between March and April. And thank you, corn. We'll get back to Casey and Aaron in a moment, but first I wanted to pause to thank our sponsor, Primus by Basic Software. To learn more about what Primus can do for your dealership, visit www.basic-software.com Primus. Now back to Casey and Aaron as they continue their conversation about data of trends they're watching in the used combine market. Okay, so now let's start talking about trend line development. What does that look like? So trend lines, to me, when I look at this chart right but here. Yeah. The, the biggest point is everything other than the zero to three has some volatility to it. Right. But by far the biggest players both ways yeah. is the three to five, or not the three to five, the, the five to one yeah. and the one to 15. Yeah. Yeah, those two those two lines they mirror each other, and they are drastic. They they really are. So I'll tell you two things. One is that five hundred to fifteen hundred engine hour combine is two things. It is a sought after machine, and it is a machine that uh, sought after in the fact that people want to to buy it, and a lot of people have them. Yep. Because you can see like the new machines that are getting. Um, swapped out, you know, either they're buying new or they're buying that zero to three hundred at three hundred to five hundred range, whatever that is that they're buying. Um, that that's where the action's at right now. You know, either you're trading that in or you're wanting to buy that, and that shows you, which makes sense. You know, that's such a big. Those two things are such a big dramatic error. But if you can jump down here and take a look at like the 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 twenty five hundred hour to three thousand hour machine again, very similar. Graph points on the on the on the graph here are very similar. If you look at those and, and way they the way they flow and the way they move up and down, there is that from January to February is not nearly as sharp as that upper end is. But February to March we took a bunch off, and then again from March to April we took we put a put a bunch back on, which tells me that there's still there's still a lot of people that are that are that are trading these machines in. But real quick, the 500 to 1500, let's mm -hmm. talk about that a minute, okay. where you have that much volatility, right? Mm -hmm. We got rid of a ton of them in March, and a bunch of them came back in April. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because keep in mind, this is, this is one major website's data, right, is where this is mined from, so or their listings. You 
I sell a combine to wholesale ABC. Mm-hmm. We take it down. They put it up. That's a good point. But you, but in order for that to happen, you're, you're saying that a lot of that, it is done end of month, beginning of month. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, yeah. I could. I could see that to some extent. I'm. But, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm asking you because you're. You're the brains. I'm the non-funny sidekick. <laughs> I guess in my opinion that we would see um, if that were the case and that was going on that that same volatility would be across all the way through like you'd see a, a very similar pattern it'd be an up and a down and up and a down and up and a down yeah and down. okay you know what I mean like you'd see that I'm just same, I'm just thinking same. that does follow what you know, March case in point, that's when the wholesale side of combines really start ramping up. Okay. Yeah. Both export, domestic, everything. Yep. I just wondered if if mm-hmm. it, it kind of mirrors that action. I just wondered if that had any play in it at all. So Yeah, you know, I've been I've been thinking about this a little bit and trying to figure out like why would this be happening and kind of what we see happening there. The amount of machines that we put back on the marketplace, because there's like none of these. So you would think that, okay, cool. So we put a bunch of these machines back on the market, these 500-hour machines back on the market or whatever. You would think that there would be something else in there right? that would show the same thing. Like one of these other things. Okay, so in the 0 to 500 or the – sorry, the 500 to 1,000-hour machine – we put a bunch back on. You would think maybe that the zero to three hundred, there'd be a big spike where we, we took a bunch off. Right. You don't see that, right? Yeah, I so, got it. So, so maybe, just maybe, there could be guys that have, and I'm not saying like this is across the board, but some of the things that could be driving some of this is they're trading a combine in on something other than a combine. Which we've seen. You know what I mean? Like they might be saying, like, you know what, I got two combines. I need I'm gonna buy a new combine, but I wanna I'm gonna get a tractor. So I'm gonna take my combine and get a tractor, right? New four wheel drive or a oh, planner or whatever. Right. And a lot of guys do have that twelve, thirteen, fourteen they bought at right. an auction. Right. To have that second combine. Now they're thinking, Oh, well, we got a little cash we can play okay. again yeah let's get rid of that on that and we'll get two of those on that one and yeah because i don't because you would think kind of like what i said like there should be none of these should be mirroring each other right right there should be one of those hour segments in there where you well, should have some going down yeah big opposites yeah like if there's like, one going down one should be going up yeah you're you're say you're three to five yeah. should be a boatload off right and the five to one got them right, right? Yep. So, and then yeah. and it just every other thing right. you should have it should look like a saw blade, not like the Himal like Mount Everest. There you go in yeah. the plains, right on <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. So, to kind of give you an idea real quick of what this looks like, kind of the numbers we're talking about. So, in that zero to three hundred hour range from March in March, twenty nine machines were uh, taken off. In April, twenty four were put back on. 300 to 500, 167 were taken off, and 129 were put back on. The 500 to 1,000, 355 were taken off in March, 362 were put back on. So that's, I mean, all these are about a wash, right? So even you have like a, the 1,000 to 1,500-hour range, you got 292 in March, 321 uh, put back on in 
April, right? right? So it's just odd, you know what I'm saying? Like that there's a there's a complex that I mean everything is pretty much a wash. Whatever we gained, we lost. Whatever we lost, we gained. Right. So it's it's one of those things where when you look at this and you split this out, this makes me think, and I don't know, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing here, I don't have any hard data to go back and show these kind of things or whatever else, but with the number of tractors that have come off the marketplace, just a constant every single month has just been better than the month before. Thousands of tractors have come off. It's got to make you believe that other things are being traded in to get a new tractor. That could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have to tractor for tractors to have that sharp of a move. Now, some guys will buy a tractor and not turn anything in. Like that's not uncommon, right? That's not uncommon at all. But it's very And easy. if you were guys aren't trading tractors in. Right. That's why that's another reason that number is mm-hmm. plummeting like that. Right. But okay, so they're not trading tractors in, then maybe they're trading their combine spare combine in or whatever in. So your tractor's going down, combines are coming up. Nothing else is coming up like that. Right. Right? Yeah, I think last month when we talked about So if I'm a farmer, yeah. And they know right now everybody that's all anybody talks about is how crazy tractor values are on the auction. Right. Right? I've had guys buy tractors and say, no, I'm putting it on an auction. I ain't going to trade it in. Mm-hmm. Like, are you silly? Right. <laughs> you know? And one year ago, if you would tell a guy, oh, I don't want that, put it on an auction. Yeah, they would look at you like they would. Crazy. They would not be very impressed, right? Not at all. So you have that going on, but he's not going to do that with a combine. No. Because his rant, you know, his... Obviously, there's. I don't mean offense to anybody, but a combine's a combine. Especially if he's in the once he hits the 500 plus, there's lots of numbers, right? Yeah. So he's not gonna gamble with that on an auction. He's gonna trade it because we will. Right. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a real good point. Because I haven't had any. I haven't had anybody want to do anything like that. I've had. Some guys that that uh, want to clean house, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So if you go back to the September tw- of 20, 11,467 combines were on the marketplace, right, listed. May of 21, 11,275 <laughs> combines are on the market. That's ridiculous. I mean, so, I mean the, the difference between – but in the middle of that, there's been some pretty big – I mean, not real big fluctuations either, though. I mean – I mean, you, you are talking yeah. in thousands, but when you're 11.4 to 10.9 yeah. to 10.8 to 11.4 to 11.4 to – I mean, you're not – it's not like you're 11.5 to 8,000 right. to 3,000, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at November. November is the biggest mover of so far yet. Yep. 627 combines came off of the market in November. And by the time we got back to April, we put them all back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a, it's just been a very checkered run. You know what I mean? I guess that's the best way to put it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just been a so, – so I guess moving forward to what I think about combines now – has my position changed from my, my previous thing that there's going to be people that are going to want to 
make moves on combines between now and harvest? Absolutely not. I still think I still think combines are going to be. I think everyone's kind of got their ducks in a row um, going into playing season. Playing season is over now, and now they're going to start making those end of the year decisions. You know, am I going to get that combine? Am I going to get the tractor? Am I going to update my planner? All those kind of things are now are starting to kind of play right. into that. They're everybody and, and the shocks wore off. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's not this. Yeah. I went to bed with three fifty corn and I woke up with six fifty corn. Right. Yeah. Now we're we're and we're living in a day to day where you know, God bless. Don't don't turn the radio down because the markets have changed a dollar. Right. You know, that's the world we're in too. But guys have months to plan. You know, to look to plan to. Kind of, kind of prepare for for what they are buying, yeah. you know, in in default. No, the thing about the the corn market and grain markets in general that that you that really kind of paint the picture of, you know, the guys that are out dictating the marketplace don't they see? Oh, it's raining. Oh, we're, we're going to get all this whatever. That being said, yeah, we've got some rain. We got some, all this stuff, but there's still a lot of positive basis around. Oh yeah, people are just, like screaming. Feedlots, ethanol plants, all these, you know, just your local co-op, everybody, elevators, those kind of things, they're screaming for corn. They don't yep. have any corn. Yep. They don't have soybean. I mean, none of this stuff. But yet, uh, like, oh, we're going to have this, whatever. Well, this shows you that even if you have this huge bump of crop, there's nothing out there right now to, right. to replace it. Right. And the demand, the, the, the demand is there where the supply isn't. So it's definitely a... It's a good problem again. Good problem to have. I mean... It's. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? You know, um, like I was talking about. With I put seven dollars corn in sheep. If you want to talk about problems, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, um, like I was talking with Sean Hack the other day. I mean, I kind of tongue in cheek made a joke about that we're going to see fourteen dollar corn, and the only reason I said that was because before I recorded with him, I read and heard about five or six different people say that we're going to have fourteen dollar corn, and I'm like. That just because of there's the supply issue. It's just where right. we're at, you know. And that's, I mean, that sounds awesome and great, but that's a whole oh, that problem. Would be such that would a be, disaster, man. <clears throat> that'd be such a problem uh, of epic proportions. That would be, it'd be real bad. So I don't know. I think, I think the point I'm making here is that there's a lot of volatility leading up to this buying season that I think we're going to see in in corn or in corn in combines and what that looks like and i think as i you know kind of have this i don't know what you want to call it this this trend line that i'm following and what this looks like i am very anxious to see what what may looks like i really think may we're going to take a bunch of combines off of the off the thing i think we're going to see like oh a, i think like yeah a, like a w style um, yeah you know yeah kind of recurve to that so i don't think it'd be near the what the plummet was or the the growth was yeah. If it if it would do that again, then hold on to your hat, man. We're in some crazy shit. Yeah. Yep. But I know it's it's got to be growth. Either that, or I'm the only person who sold combines all month because right. it was combines, combines, combines. Yeah. Which which leads me to believe that we are in a area of, of time where we're going to start seeing that's the next domino to fall, right? That's the next domino to fall in this market that we're starting to see, and we're going to see this run on combines that we haven't seen in a really long time. Because now we're looking at, well, I want to upgrade my combine. 
but like everything else, it's, you know, um, maybe next August I'll get my new combine. Right. You know? Yep. Exactly. So I just, you know, stay tuned here in a, here in a week or two, we'll, we'll sit down and, and go through the, the numbers again for the month and kind of what that looks like. But when I was messing with this, I, that, that, that graph really stuck out to me. Like, Oh, absolutely. You know, I, it tells a different story than, than what we see here when we ramble off these, right. these numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you, you don't see the intermonth volatility because those hour ranges is what, where it's at, right? Yeah. There's such, each one of those little hour ranges makes such a big difference, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with tractors. If that still kind of continues on the same path. Um, Cause we had, we went, you know, in tractors, remember, we went from 13-something um, to 1,000-something um, March yeah, and April, right? right. So is, is May going to be 800-something, right? Is there going to be that, or is it going to shoot back up, right? So I really think everything's going to kind of shoot back up. But if it's come back down and combines take off, then we'll, we'll see something uh, something different there that would be taking place. So, Absolutely. Anything else you want to add on that? I Not that I can think of, man. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. Obviously, we we tell you the deal of the week, but the lot is what we have. <laughs> so, so, if folks want to reach out to you, Aaron, and get more information about what we got or what some deals you might have working out there are, what's uh what's the best way to do that? Uh, call me or text me three zero eight seven six zero one one nine three, or uh, I'm on the Twitterverse as well at Aaron Fintel on there. Right on. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also go to movingironllc.com, and that is where you will find all the latest editions of the Moving Iron podcast, as well as blog posts I've written and also all the information for the Moving Iron Summit. So if you want to have these kinds of conversations that we're having right now about where the market's headed, what we see happening, what are some drivers behind all that, check that out. Uh, check out the Moving Iron Summit, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, September 15th through the 17th. It's a great networking opportunity. It's also a great place to listen to some really good speakers talk about stuff that I we talk about on here that actually, but they actually understand and know what they're talking about. So uh, it'll... <laughs> It'll be well worth your time. Uh, so check that out. You need more information about that, you can email me at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, or you can also go through the website at the Contact Me page, and uh, it'll come to my email as well. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go into some iron, folks. Thanks again, Casey and Aaron, and thanks again to Premus by Basic Software for sponsoring this podcast. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're tapping into Casey's expertise across all our informational channels. Find more from him in the print magazine and on farm-equipment.com slash expert. And you can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.